0: Hello. Thank you for being patient, li- waiting for us to uh, make the adjustment necessary. But uh, a couple of th- th- to the charms, which may click with someone out there who's in among the listening audience, one of them has uh, the name Patty on the back, and on the front there are six letters: L A L. H C A and those are uh, so whatever I, I don't know what that means. The, the one of those charms um has a Scorpio, which is the uh, between October twenty fourth and into November and the birth date of one of those shows as uh, as I mentioned before, it's um nineteen sixty six, so and there's two of them, uh, Sweet 16, and I assume they were given by two different people. So uh, there's also one that has a, a Texas charm and one one has New York. So those are places they probably uh, were visited to or uh, attended to with at some kind of an occasion. So there's a whole bunch of other charms, but I would hope that maybe someone out there either is aware of someone who might fit that kind of profile that I just mentioned and of course, the dates, as I mentioned, are the dates that uh, are the on the charms. And again, they have the meanings to the people that I that, uh, gave them. Uh, and uh, there were two different ones. One is the, uh, as I mentioned, was the November 4th, 1964. And the other one is, if I can read it, it's now a little bit faded, uh, In meantime, one of the charms um, is Tina and Judy on it, so there's, uh, there's a couple more names to think about, and uh, November 4th, 1964, as I had said earlier, and uh, th- one of them, uh, I think, came from the uh, parent, because it says, it's kind of interesting, it said, Sorry to have to uh, keep interrupting the show, but there's a technical difficulty... And um, you if you walk, walk a week, week later, it's still there, still so it's unlike some like other items that have been picked up, picked up or swept up. And, and so really that leaves you the impression there's, there's a lot more, more of the out there than, than um, are actually ones because you, you see the see same, same ones one if you go, if you go, go in the go same, same area a week we after you spotted it, it the first time. But there was an effort made not too long ago if there's a to deposit required on on cans, soda cans, they do the same with the nips. And although those aggressive, aggressive effort NMA made, uh, that it didn't pass. And, pass, and the, the result, result is that that, that, that that may be the, be the more reason why, why they're, uh, they're littered on the streets. And, and that probably, probably was an NMA effort NMA by the package store, pack store and the liquor, liquor industry not run to run assess to those, those items, items. because and they're and high, high profit. profit is for a very small amount of liquor, of liquor you get a good retail price. But anyway, that's not why I'm mainly talking about the walk in the neighborhood. It, it is it because uh, uh, some time ago I found, found a charm, a charm bracelet. bracelet, and, and this, this has, as is often the case, a lot of personal and sentimental uh, memories, memories in this uh, uh, bracelet. And I think what probably happened was the catch probably loosened, and and it fell off. The person didn't notice it as they walked along, or maybe that they did, they they retracted their steps and didn't locate it. And I just happened to see it laying there when I walked by. Sometime after that, I ended up um, ha- having someone do a, s- a search on the um, on the um, uh, uh, website to see if maybe they could find someone who would own up to it, and I was su- unsuccessful. So I'm trying again tonight, and I think the clue I- that you would need to help me and help someone maybe recognize what who it might belong to is that there's a date on it, which is November fourth, nineteen sixty-four now i'm assuming that's the birth date of the person who owns it or owned it and um it's on two different charms um there's also um one uh, a happy um, birthday from Tina and Judy and there's another charm bracelet that has a uh, patty uh, uh, as a name on it and there's a charm here from the, uh, new york and one from texas and so th- and there's a, ho- a whole bunch of other ones but those are the ones that I think that maybe if if there's anybody out there listening to the show might click in and r- say, gee, I think I maybe know that person. Uh, the There is another charm where uh, the person presumably was 15, and the on the back it's it says mother and daddy, and that's not a, a usual combination, uh, uh, a formal mother and a daddy. Uh, so, again, that might uh, that might be a way for someone to recognize. But if they do... I'd be delighted to return it to the owner because I'm sure if, if uh, we could find them, they'd be very happy having we got it back and it's been missing for to them for quite a long time. So that's my story on uh, the charms. A the, um, c- couple of other local things to talk about is that um, th- this is an election year locally and not much seems to be going on. Um, there have been... Two candidates that have announced for office who are not currently in office, one of whom announced for a ward seat officially in the newspaper, and the second person announced uh, in the newspaper and announced at large. And so far, there isn't any indication that the three who are currently counseled at large are not running. So... I presume that means if they formally announce l- at some future date that there will be a contested election in November because to have a ward primary or an at-large primary, you need at least three people in a ward, and at-large, which is only one office, which is a council at-large, you need at least seven. What has happened in the past on a couple of cases both here and in Medford, there were so few... Uh, contested elections, where normally would require a primary, that the candidates and the city, in, in the interest of saving money, because the elections, in, in their own way, are expensive. Uh, the candidates who were running waived the primary, so there was, there was, Malta had more than one situation like that, some several elect- elections back, and they ended up not having the primary, and they just had everybody run in November, but. Um, there's no indication at this point that any of the people who current hold office, whether they be school committee or whether they be in the city council at the large basis or at the local ward level, and, uh, are not going to run. Uh, the mayor has indicated he's running it. He, he, he announced that uh, officially uh, recently. Um, that's kind of different from Boston because in Boston already three of the Counselors are not running for re election. And a fourth counselor uh, had been elected uh, Suffolk County District Attorney, and so the person that filled that vacancy at that time was the runner up. And and she has an interesting history. Her name is Althea Garrison, and uh, she's a perennial runner. ran once and won by default because if my memory serves me correct, the incumbent didn't turn in enough signatures or he turned them in after the deadline and he, w- he wasn't able to the uh the votes on a write-in basis to, to to meet her and she ended up losing the next time around. But that's an unusual situation. So consider the c- uh, city council's a job, uh, job, whether it be the ward level or the at-large, and they have four at-large and they have... Uh, the rest are um um i believe they are nine at ward councils of Boston so a total of thirteen uh pays about a hundred thousand dollars a year so I would think that the, the people who are not running have uh, careers elsewhere and that's where they are headed towards and one of whom uh, cha- did challenge um the, the his father uh, the Zacum bridges named after him uh challenge um uh, Billy Galvin, who's a secretary of st- state in a Democratic primary but didn't do well at all, but, so he didn't win that election. And now uh, as a ward council in the city of Boston, he announced he's not even seeking re-election. So, but in Marvin, at this point, there's little going on. Uh, and um, sometimes that's factored in by uh, the mayor's situation. If you have a contested election at that level, you, you're bound to get other candidates. Think it's a good time to maybe to uh, take a chance on um, uh, challenging someone in in seat. Now, if as it turns out, in time progresses, some some of these people who are currently in office decide not to run, and they not they haven't announced that as yet. That obviously could make a difference in that level. But here it is. It's April, and even though the election is uh, isn't until November, which seems a long long time away. The reality is that you have to do a lot of preparation, planning, organizing, and doing the kinds of nuts and bolts things that ultimately will result in your success at the polls in the November election. Now, um, one of the things that has changed in recent years, uh, maybe that has made some difference. At one time years ago, uh, if you were to run an award race, You only had to get five signatures, and so it would be a little unusual if you couldn't go to your uh, next-door neighbor or two people that lived in your own home. There were registered voters, and and your best friend lived down the street, and there's your five bona fide, certified people that make you eligible to run. But now at the local level, at the ward level, that is, uh, if you were to run for either city councilor or school committee, because the school committee is based on the wards. There are eight members of the school committee one from each ward, and then the mayor is the chairperson of the of the school committee. You need 50 signatures, which isn't difficult to get if you're a serious candidate, but it does require a little bit of work. And um, the, uh, there was a um, situation uh, where uh, about three elections ago there was someone running at large who I thought was a very credible candidate. And uh, in his situation, he ended up turning the papers in the, for the signatures at the last minute of the last day, and uh, he just had a bit over the numbers that were required. Some of them get ruled out because you you have people you ask that you f- that live in your neighborhood, or you catch them at the stop and shop, or maybe s- uh, someplace else at a group gathering, and you ask would they sign your nomination papers, and Sometimes they don't even know they're not registered. Sometimes they moved from one city to to another, and uh, you're not you're not a voter unless you re-register in the city where you now reside. Some instances um, the people are inactive for uh, different reasons that maybe they they were active at one time, didn't return the census list, and then they moved, and so they they fall off the rolls. Well, as it turned out, uh, he was a credible candidate in my mind at that time. He didn't have the required signatures because he even had more than the 200 that were required for a citywide candidate. Uh, th- some of them were not eligible to, to be considered because they weren't registered to vote in the city's records, and therefore he ended, fell below the 200 and ended up not being on the ballot at all. And uh, since then, he didn't make an effort to run, so I guess that, that was enough for him to frustrate him. But that, uh, anyway, you need 50 at the water level, 50 for the school committee, 200 for the mayor, if you were to run for mayor, and 200 at large. And um, unless uh, you start planning a lot earlier than July, which which is when the papers are available in May, and that's the middle of the month in May, and then you have to turn them back by the end of uh, July. So there's a there's a two-step process. You take the papers out sometime after the middle of May and you have to turn them in to the city before the end of July. The so city employees in the clerk's office review and certify names that are eligible. If you make the cut that way, then you're on the ballot. Then you have a 10-day a window if for some reason you decide not to run after you've submitted the papers. But after that point, you're on the ballot and – It's up to you at that point to do what you you feel is necessary to convince the people that you're the one that they should put in office to replace a person that's already there, or if you're fortunate enough, it's an open seat and no one else is running, you'll automatically win. But there's a lot of of things involved in that, and as I said at this point, um, it is uh, what appears to be a lackluster year at best because uh, to go into... uh, April at this point, and now the weather's getting a bit warmer, and uh, rumors start to fly if people are going to actively get involved in running or, or challenging someone. And uh, as I mentioned, at this point, only two people who are not in office have not, have have in fact announced they're running. Uh, a third person has indicated he might run for mayor, but that's not, that was kind of a uh, hopeful, or positive response from the people when they see it in the newspaper. and I don't know what his eventual plans are going to be. And then, of course, at this point, since it's still early, if you're already are the, uh, uh, in the incumbent, then um, you, uh, you end up uh, doing some of the formal announcements a bit later, although it wouldn't be unusual for people, even at this point, to have fundraisers, and uh, you don't see much of that going on. But in any event... Um, That's the picture of the political climate here at Baldwin, and and maybe that's not so much different than most other areas because in recent years, there has been a fall off in in the amount of people's involvement in running for office. Some of it is because of the difficulty to find the time to manage that part of your life, which may be new to you. And at the same time, to do all those other things like make a living and take care of your family if you're married or maybe in some instances you get other distractions in your life that takes up some of your time and you have other priorities that maybe are more important to you than taking the time to knock on doors to try to persuade people that you're the one that should be in doing the job that someone else is doing or maybe, like I said, the ideal arrangement is to have an open seat, at least you're know, running against someone you hope that you can get convince people the other one that should get the job and, and go forward for the city. But anyway, that's the scoop on the local situation in terms of the, of the political climate. Um, probably as the weather warms up, there may very well be more people kind of at least look at the situation and for whatever reason uh, take a run at it. Um, it. Like I mentioned a bit earlier, the uh, – the motivation for people in recent years, not only locally but in other communities, isn't at the same level in terms of running for office. There's a um, there's a tendency that people have prioritized their time, their effort, their commitment to so to whatever groups they belong to, and and um, maybe there's so much uh, spotlights now out, out there for uh, people who do run for office as um, <laughs> you can. Mention Joe Biden as an example, someone who I think overall has had a very favorable uh resp- response from people. And um in Joe's case, uh, the former vice president um, has had a couple of missteps in terms of some of the things that's happened to him in his career. But for the most part, um, even if he didn't vote for the man, I think it, his persona among m- more people than than the m- minority it would be that, well, I He's a he's a he's a decent human being, and he's and uh, he certainly has um, a reasonable amount of respect among the people who uh, have been in his his party that he is, which is a Democrat. Or even some instances, um, he's got a, a working relationship in his it has past in many years in the U.S. Senate and as Vice President with even people who are not Democrats and may, may not have voted for him or voted for uh, uh, uh other Democrats. Sometimes people can like a Another party person, but wouldn 't find them someone that they would mark on extra side of on the ballot, but in joe 's case, some stories have surfaced uh, in the last couple of weeks that all of a sudden have, have uh, given people a second look at a, at a, a person whom I feel has had uh, for the most part a favorable uh, persona among the people who uh, not only are in politics but who also make the choices of who elect who they elect but anyway politics is a tough business uh, even even locally at times and so maybe that's the part of the reason why uh, it, 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 the situation in Marlin is the way it is. But there's another factor and I think um in, in in a city that at one time was pretty much had had groups of people that stayed for more than one generation or two generations sometimes, now people are far more transitory, you know, particularly the younger generation um, if they're brought up in Malden it's very likely one once they get a career or they get married or they they uh, go, go grow up and go out in the working world, they they go they don't live in Malden any longer. They move on to somewhere else. Maybe it's they want a, a suburb, or maybe they want a bigger yard, or maybe they want a, something that's different that's not available Malden Malden has a lot of attractions, but again, people are always searching for uh, other things and places to live. So. Be as it may, that's kind of a recap of what's going on in the community. Uh, well, what's kind of interesting, uh, also c- currently, is that um, been a lot of given a lot of exposure. Now they're having average on, on the Wind Casino, and um, theoretically, uh, it's possible that the Gaming Commission could not give the casino license to what is not now what was before the Wynn Casino and the stories that have surfaced um, reflect very negatively on the corporation that owned not only really the casinos here but they have them in Las Vegas and I believe also Macau but, um, and they do with the, um, the, the sexual uh, uh, activity of uh, Mr. Wynn when he was in charge and what seems to be the sort of message that had gone out and is now surfacing is this was a situation where a person who used his position and in and his influence with, with people who were employed there to have a relationship, several of whom have felt that they were under pressure or distress, not only to... Uh, do it with him, but more important than that is that they didn't feel there was any recourse to go to management because he was the manager, he was the boss, and he owned the majority stock along with his wife and uh, had literally complete control. Some of the s- it came out, um, one woman was paid $7.5 million because of the situation that occurred with him on a sexual basis. Since then, in this hearing that has occurred, there's been, at I think it is six other settlements were Paid for the seven and a half million. He paid them. He supposedly that came out of his own funds. But some of these others, I don't know whether they clarified whether the wind corporation paid them or he paid them personally. But these are again situations he uses in his his, uh, position to impose his his, according to these people his uh, will on them uh, physically. Now beyond any of that, um, when those um, uh, people were Given money to settle up the uh, complaints, uh, th- 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 we hear it so often um, in, in these, some, these kinds of situations and other employment situations. Confidential agreements, and basically what that is, you'll get the money, but by getting the money, you don't say anything. You don't announce the amount that you get. It's it's a confidential agreement between two parties, and they're um, very legal restrictions and and, and uh, limitations of, on uh, who says what to whom about whatever's in, contained in it. And so in getting the money, you give up your freedom to pursue something afterwards legally. You also give up your right, which you think you, 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 on some other circumstance you would have had if you hadn't settled, to publicly discuss not only the c- circumstances of why you got the money, but the amount of the money, and why you feel you're entitled to that or more. But anyway... What, what has happened is in these settlements with the, it has appeared that what the, the people at the Cord a Casino now is trying to s- sell to the state of Massachusetts, whoever was involved in and overlooked or participated in or didn't this, didn't do what should have done with the, the, those people, that they're all gone now, and that therefore. The new people that are in there, the board has uh, been turned over to a great extent. There's still a couple left, but for the most part, most of the board has been replaced. But these settlements, in most cases, I understand, it, was not discussed with the board, certainly the, not the one for seven and a half million. And the rationale could have been, well, that was paid out of my own pocket, therefore that's got nothing to do with the casino. But in any event, when that was settled, um, there was supposedly just a handful of people or, or at best a, a few people who were aware of what went on. The only thing is if you think back, um, there's an old adage about if, if two people have a secret and one's not dead, it's not going to stay a secret. And I do think there's far more people who were aware of that atmosphere that was at the casino when Wynn was there and that um, – Far more people are still there than uh owning up to it, and that they would if they didn't know all the details they certainly knew some of the things that happened it would ha- they would know number one either because they would be friends with people that were friends with the people that eventually got settlements or sued so you know it would go from one to another and then it would come back to you and um uh, and I think in a lot of business and that's that's an example that's been uh, shown and reflected elsewhere that um uh, people were either intimidated or uh, forcibly uh, removed or fired and, and or uh, circulated stories to make them the bad person when some of these situations came up and uh the atmosphere in some in some corporate level companies and it's it's shown up in the f- in the movie industry it's shown up in the television industry it's shown up in the newspaper business that um people were able to do things with employees that me too uh Tag this out there now. That's starting to change, but you're dealing with a, a, a kind of an ingrown attitude where you know you're the boss. It's your business, and what you do with the employees uh, is your personal, private business. And if you don't like it, then go. You can leave, or you can if you're not happy, or you make it. If you make an issue of it, you won't. You won't be kept on board. So, so that's again some of the part of the. Reason why it's gone on so long is that people were intimidated in uh, fear of losing their job. Or more important than that was that they uh, they looked the other way, knowing what they did know wasn't right. But since they weren't the one that was involved, then to keep their job and to keep their connection to, the, to their position, it was it was somebody else's problem, not theirs. So anyway, uh, I I think probably what's going to happen. They've they've invested a huge amount of money. It, it, the cost has gone uh, gone up far uh, more than they uh, anticipated originally because of the the cost of acquisition of properties and so forth, and then maybe construction costs tends to uh, inflate over time. Um, they're probably going to give them <laughs> the casino license because they have all the money invested, and that they'll then rationalize. Well, whatever went on before is no longer being. Uh, c- acceptable and therefore they've changed the necessary way that they operate in which case uh, we'll give them a, t- a look for now and it certainly if anything comes out in the future they might disturb the, p- the, uh, uh, the validation of the license. Of um, course you could also suggest when that project was put together those kind of activities would not have been a secret if any thorough investigation was done in, in, in Las Vegas either by within the corporate office or or even maybe sometimes the competitors and so those things have a life of their own as far as stories being circulated and it could very well be that the investigation was not sufficiently delved into to get the results that should should have been known then which are currently being discussed so in my limited knowledge of how that thing progresses, s- since they have all that kind, all those huge amounts of money, it's upward of two and a half billion dollars to build this casino. That uh, they'll get the license, and they may give them some uh, restrictions in terms of uh, uh, supervising uh, some of the activities there. But uh, since they started to build a casino in Everett, uh, the people connected to the project within the corporation, I think have done a and I'm not, I'm not patting them on the back, but they've done a good job of uh, of trying to deal with the public and the political end of it, whether it be the city of Malden and Everett, uh, the, the, the the amount of money that the cities are going to get uh, for what they, their share of that uh, cost of doing business, as it were, is, is beneficial to the, not only Everett and Chelsea and Somerville and Malden, but I do think... Uh, if you're in a, in involved in a community uh, in a, on an official basis uh, or in some capacity where you're in contact with either the administration of the community or the the casino, um, you know if you had a someone that needed wanted to work there and or you could recommend them and I think they'd get a fair opportunity to get hired. One of the people that's uh, closely involved with the, with the strategy or the PR part of it is someone that is, has a history and family here in Malden, so. For whatever that's worth, that wouldn't be an added factor that would be of help. So the point I'm getting at, they've done the kinds of things from a public relations perspective to to kind of leave a good feeling among the, the political administrations and the other people within the, those various communities, that are, the uh, border, the casino, that um, they've been cooperating to – to satisfy the communities, and that's been a plus in their favor and, and uh, that in itself might make some difference. One of the ironic part about this whole situation, and uh, when they forced out Mr. Wynn, the stock was around, and I mentioned this one of my prior shows, the stock, if you wanted to buy it, was cl- which is what he sold it at, close to $200 a share. With a lot of the things that were happening after he left, the stock went down to around a hundred dollars a share, and when I looked at it the other day, it was about one hundred and thirty-five dollars a share. If if they lost the casino, whatever, it would it would certainly drop appreciably, at least temporarily. Uh, but uh, beyond any of that, uh, even though he was forced out, when you're selling, it's like if you try to visualize it, if it were a house and you the market was high and you sold and you got. Five hundred thousand for a house, but if you waited two years, that house would have been three f- three hundred fifty thousand like it happened in two thousand and eight. the so point i'm getting at is that in, in forcing him to sell his interest in the in the casinos that were a, a part of the c- corporate structure he actually sold out at a time that was very attractive price wise t- to him now over time that one thirty five may make creep back to where uh it was when he was ousted, but uh in the meantime he's already got the money, and the, the, you you have to wait a while before it's going to grow another fifty dollars or sixty dollars a share and again, as I said, should the, for some reason the commission deny on the license that would certainly have a tremendous uh, adverse effect on the value or whatever. Properties they had, and more important than that is with uh, with the stocks that they own. So, time will tell how that's going to work out. But that's the story with Win. But you know, when you um, um, by the way, just a quick addition to that, that confidential agreement, and and that's how he denied, 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 and and always uh, offered out that any relationship he had with people was consensual. um, That. Um, in order to release the whatever was in that agreement, each party has to be willing to do it. And so he had this public persona of pro- pro- professing his innocence and uh, as far as his conduct. Like I never took advantage of people. They were consensual. But he would never release the agreement that, uh, that he had, even if the people that were involved would have been willing, since both parties didn't do it, those those confidential agreements stayed confidential, so uh, that might add us if you want to extend that um, to the situation with Bob Kraft and the Patriots. Um, his lawyers now are in court to suppress the the the, uh, the video, supposedly, which is Exhibit A of what the what happened behind closed doors in those in that massage parlor, and um, the lawyers are trying to prevent it being made public other than to the jury should it go to trial and there would be a, li- uh, a lot of reasons they would want to do that but primary one would be his image as his his image has now been tarnished to s- to ex- extensively but it would certainly uh, be f- be far worse if, uh, if the videos that they apparently had um, if they were shown outside the courtroom and so that's the first thing. The second thing is uh, th- 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 it appeared that they were aware of who he was uh, when he entered, and because he's a well-known person, and he's a, it was in Jupiter, Florida, and he was been he'd be not only known here in Boston and in, in, in the sports world part of football, but he would be known in uh, in the high end part of Jupiter, which is a wealthy town uh, in in uh, Florida. That um, they started with. Um, before they actually um arrested him they- st- he he was chauffeur driven to the to the massage pile. They stopped the car after it left uh, and um uh, that way they identified him but i I think one of the legal arguments is um that um there was no reason to stop the car other than the, he was in other words it wasn't speeding and there wasn't any kind of infractions. They made up a story apparently that to justify stopping the car and um it ended up by stopping the car. They verified who was in the car, so now they got the the connection. He leaves the he leaves the massage parlor. He's in the car. He's is not far enough away to be separated by much distance. And they stop him, and then they identify him being the back seat of the car, chauffeur driven. But you know, if they can get that tossed from a legal illegal search, so to speak, it could be <laughs> that the rest of it will fall in place. And, and even though everybody thinks he was there. Most people certainly uh, are aware that he was there by, by virtue of all the publicity, but that uh, uh, it winds up that it might never go to court until a trial, but we'll see about that part. Um, the other thing a little bit interesting, I think, is that um, there was also, among the, all of the people that were involved in the, and arrested, there was another billionaire from Boston who was a hedge fund Guy and uh, I think I've seen his name in the paper twice, and I don't think I've seen an article since the first week of the story breaking. And so it just goes to show that uh, uh, whether it's on TV, whether it's in the uh, uh, Boston newspapers, whether it's in the uh, the uh, you know the, the New Wall Street Journal, or whatever, that um, his name is surfaced in the, uh, numerous arg- articles because. He owns the Patriots, and he's a high-profile, very visible person, and the, and the name would have some connection to the public. And I, uh, in the minds of some people, the, maybe more so because the Patriots have been so successful. There's a lot of people aren't too happy with with the Boston Patriots, and they particularly probably find some delight in the fact that the the owner is now in that situation that he currently is in. So. So that's Bob Craft, and then, of course, you have uh, uh, the young man from uh, Chicago, and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail in that one, but that's a, a th- the strangest kind of uh, settlement of a case where it almost thinks that um, it wasn't fair, it wasn't reasonable, and uh, it didn't seem to make any sense. And he embarrassed the police. He embarrassed uh, the people that were investigating the case, but that... Uh, uh, at this point, uh, if maybe that's the, that's the end of it, um, in spite of what the president said about having the Justice Department investigate it, um, I think the better part of the t- time that the Justice Department w- would be served if they would investigate some of those shootings where policemen shot people in the back, and that uh, the, the, the the either the district attorneys in those cities or towns or, or states didn't pursue it or they didn't get indicted after a grand jury investigation. So um, it's interesting how many defendants he has. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that at this time that it, it wouldn't be thought of as like the, piece said, the police said, forget about all the time and effort and money that was spent investigating the case. Uh, <coughs> a serious case like that, which is uh, uh, racism in and, and, and its ultimate Size uh, to be uh, found out after the fact that it wasn't even legitimate that uh, it, it 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 doesn't serve any useful purpose and and it makes the situation petty when it's just a serious offense when it is when it actually does happen. So anyway, that's um that's part of that. A um, couple of quick other things I'd like to talk about. It, it was in the newspaper recently, in Malden about the parking tickets. And uh, one of the counsels suggested that the uh, the, the 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 price that were p- people were assessed uh, because it interfered you know if you parked on the side of the street and the city sweeper came along and um, you p- you pay a fine well it used to be twenty five dollars they raised it to fifty the councilors were opposed to it but the, uh, the the police chief and I believe the DPW director uh, supported it that the the, the commissioners, uh, are appointed by the mayor over a staggered terms and they approved it. At the time, I didn't think it was such a good idea, partly because there's a lot, there's no, and this has always been an issue in Mall until very recent, and now changing that. You didn't have parking signs indicating in some streets that you couldn't park, or, or that, that there was uh, street sweepers came by or whatever. The result was new residents wouldn't have known that, visitors wouldn't have known that, overnight guests wouldn't have known that, and and even possibly. Um, people that lived there a while would forget that the fourth Wednesday was the day that the uh, the sweepers came and the result was that um they would leave the car in front of the, uh on the street and get a ticket on the wrong because they're on the wrong side uh i had a someone i know that lives in a street off of Salem and she had a constant complaint that there was uh, people would uh, park the car on her street clog up the uh street for the day then walk the rest of the way to, to the subway in the government center to um, sort of get their exercise in and then pay to park the car at the uh, MBTA parking lots so anyway she claimed that a lot of times that the people were chronically there every day and there was no tickets well someone got tickets because there was almost a million dollars passed out the tickets but um, first of all I don't think they should have had the double the fine that's number one Uh, The second thing is that um, but to go back retroactively and try to dig through the records and uh, reimburse the money uh, really uh, would hardly make sense. Uh, uh, And and as a matter of fact, uh, in my talking with some people involved in the process, people that had a legitimate excuse uh, or reason for having their car on the road, if they pursued it with the city, they were were waived. A lot of those tickets... uh, not not a huge number, but a lot of them, the fine was waived. And now, if you did it again, you'd have a hard time talking and convincing the people that you should get a second chance at that. But the the reality, if you were newly to the area, or you, you had a problem with your sidewalk, or you you know you gave some kind of a a reason why you parked that way. Or, or, and I'd, it would appear that the hearing officer, or whomever you had to deal with, was flexible in that way. So um, a lot of people never pay, had to pay the fine, uh, but I, I, on the surface it might be well intended. But it was a, like a, a little bit too late. I mean, when you? St- first of all, some of those people uh, may have other uh, issues with the registry, so they don't even have a they don't even register car anymore, or they might not have a license anymore. They might have moved from Alden. They might not have been a, from Alden in the first place. They might have been from out of state, and you, you what you and. The reality of it is, when that money comes in, the parking money, that's spent that year for the most part. That's part of the anticipated revenue. You you, you might find you get more in than you, you project in your budget for the year, but if it's left over, it's used to pay for something else that, that's needed to uh, uh, be funded because it was underfunded. And uh, uh, my thinking is that uh, in terms of the parking, um, it should be to educate the public so the traffic moves, not to be a source of revenue as it often is with communities. I think Boston raises, uh, and they have more reasons why they want to keep the streets clear about, they, uh, uh, they raise over $50 million a year. So it's more than just a, to help keep the traffic flowing. It's a big item in their budget and w- would be uh, create a serious problem if it were not available. So... Anyway, I'm sorry about the mix-up at the earlier part of the show. I hope you were patient enough to stay with us, and I'm looking forward that um, if you missed some of the show because you turned it off and you found out afterwards we still were on, uh, it's going to rerun sa- re- Saturday and Sunday, and um, hope to see you uh, watching the show then if you missed it tonight and look forward to seeing you the first Wednesday in May. Uh, and at that time, I'll finish some of the other things I wanted to talk about. And equally important is that um, we'll make sure the show starts on time and stays on time in May. Thank you for listening.